Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where this week we're covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from September the 17th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Harper. This is, last week it was Harper, this week it's no Harper, but we got Doc. Doc, first I want to welcome you in, and I want you to tell the people what just happened and why Harper's not here with us, because we were literally... On Skype with him a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, well, Happy New Year. Um, That's right. I hope, that, I hope all your resolutions are in big high gear and that you're uh, really living up to uh, some a high standard for yourself, making Sasha and the Lord proud. Yeah, so uh, the superstar. Yeah, it's always interesting to do the show with Harper, but it's you know more interesting sometimes what happens with Harper off the show. Jesus so he came Christ. on. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't think most people realize this is that I think people think we're working, but this shit's about as real as it gets, and he's about the same off the air as he was on. <laughs> so Harper, I don't know if y'all have discussed this last week, but Harper got him a shoot job, and he's like working standard hours now. So that's that's a big change for our, our little hard body. But he comes on, he goes, I got to go down to Wildcat and get my license. Okay. And then I got to do voiceovers for the show. Bruh, can you imagine how salty he's going to be in the morning when he wakes up after about three hours of sleep because of wrestling duties? You need to paint the picture for the people, though. So what he said was he's got to get, he doesn't have his license, so he's got to drive to go get his license. But he was going to have to go to Wildcat anyway tonight. They're not starting... They're doing voiceover and they're doing commentary, but they're not starting till 10 p.m. They're going to do that for probably three to four hours. He's got to get up for work at 5 a.m. So that means he's going to get home at about two in the morning and have to be to work at six. Do you know how salty I would be at my age to uh, going to bed at two and having to get up at five? How was it back in the day when you would try to pull that shit when you were menacing to society? I actually had times, and I think I've told you this off air, where if I went out, where I went out of town on a Friday and I had to work on a Saturday, Saturday morning, um, I would I would literally not even go to bed if depending on how long the drive was. If I was getting home at three, four in the morning, I would just stay up and then go to work, and then. There were nights too where I had a where I had a show on Saturday that was just a couple hours away. 
I'd be up Friday, Saturday, and not get to bed until, you know, 3 a.m. Sunday morning. And I could pull that off in my early 20s. Now, bro, I'd pass out. I mean, it would. Man, I get up. I get up. I get up at about five, ten till six in the morning, and by about eleven o'clock, I'm like, "Man, we sure you sure we can't take naps down here at the shoot job, man? I'm getting a little drowsy." Yeah, I'm sitting. I need. I need. I need. I need my whoopee and a little nap here. Jesus, he is going to be salty tomorrow morning. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine if we put a camera on him tomorrow morning at work? He's going to get fired tomorrow. No, don't say that. Don't say that. So, um, oh. here we are. Uh, and it's 2020, pal. Who would have thought any of us would have lived that long? Living the dream, brother. Living the dream, man. We did not. We had our big Christmas break, and uh, neither one of us figured out how to get fuck you money. So, we're back at the shoot job. Shit sucks, like always. Um, I, I just go, I'm going to go ahead and get to the Dockaholic Spotlight. Nothing big this week. Uh, just a bunch of people at the end of the year, I noticed on Twitter out there saying that either they listened to us at the shoot job or we got them through some, some tough times in 2019. Hey, we had some tough times in 2019. This show helps us get through them too. So we're going to keep on doing that shit. Cause, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the wrestling podcast games gotten kind of lame except for us. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it, man. There's a bunch of shit going on out there. I'm just like, ah, I don't want to listen to this. I'll just sit in silence and shit. Okay. But we're out there hanging and banging. You know what I'm saying? Hanging and banging, pushing them out two per week every single week. Right, Doc? Hey, I, we got to go ahead and get into the show here in a second because uh, I, I want the people to know what's happening. Mike has me into the Smoky Mountain sweatshop. Uh, about the time Harper's getting up to go to his shoot job, and we're going to do four episodes tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> I got something to say about that when we record those, but we'll 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 wait till we get there. I do need to mention one, a couple of things before we get into this week's episode of Saturday Night that unfortunately Harper is not able to join us for. But want to mention, remember, if you got those Amazon gift cards for Christmas, please use them at our Amazon referral link which is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. A lot of you use the link during Christmas and the holidays, and I just want to say thank you very much for doing so. Remember, it doesn't cost anything extra. The show gets a little bit kickback in return, and it is very helpful. Also, I want to give a special shout-out to our largest patron contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you very much for your patronage. And some shout-outs for some new Patreon members. Uh, bear with me here. We had a bunch of new ones in the last week and a half or so. So here we go. Yeah. Kevin Street, thank you very much for joining on Patreon. Enjoy all those extra shows. Mark Prezequis, I think I'm saying that probably wrong. Mark, I apologize, but, you know, please send hey, me a hey, hate Mark. Hey, Mark, just call him an N on uh, Facebook, and he'll get it right. No, no, actually, the Facebook police will probably put him in Facebook jail. So don't do that, Mark. Uh, just ignore Doc because he's an idiot. Uh, Daryl right, Brown. Well, hold on, hold on. We're eight days into 2020. Has, has anyone called you an N yet? Not via email, not this year. Only two or three last year. But the point was uh, it came through a couple times. It never happens on Facebook. It's always email because, you know, email, you don't know who's behind the email. So that's that. You know, people oh. just aren't. Yeah, they, they're not brave enough in Facebook to, to do something like that. But email, yes. 
Okay. Uh, Daryl Brown, I didn't catch you, but a new Patreon member, thank you very much. Sooner5150, thank you very much. And then Eagle1, new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member, thank you, Eagle1, for signing up. We appreciate it. Uh, we're recording this on January the 9th, uh, 2020, so if you sign up after that, we'll get you on the next week. So I just wanted to mention that. And remember, you become a, you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. There are 200-plus Patreon-exclusive shows there for you to enjoy. Okay, Doc, all that's it. I got, a, I, well, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Are you okay? Yeah. And for the third straight year, your Saints got bounced from the playoffs. What? Yeah, you heard me. Huh? That ain't that ain't the text I was getting uh, the day after the game or the the night of the game where it was all cap seventy two point font fuck football this is bullshit Drew Brees is a bitch Teddy Bridgewater needed the ball all that kind of shit dude well and so the Cowboys got our new coach which means we're going all the way to the top we're ready to roll. <laughs> But hey, hey, you got the best pro team in, in Louisiana playing it next week uh, in the national championship game. So I'm sure you'll be all hyped for that, right? Did you say the best pro team? Yeah. <laughs> man, I, I swear to God, and this is, you know, I, some people out there don't like football, but man, if you don't watch football, you need to go to LSU's football coach. Because that dude is like a 80s territory or like late 70s territory pro wrestler man do you know how many of my friends actually played for him at nickel state he was the co he was one of the co he was an assistant at nickel state when i was there my freshman okay. year okay that guy and that guy is a car fucking tune dude he's his coach always go dogs yeah I mean, he looks like he ought to be the, in the six-man tag with Crusher and Bruiser, dude. Tell the truth. Looking at him right now, how he looks. Tell me you could not see him in a wrestling ring wreaking havoc. Oh, absolutely. And I can't believe he's only 58 years old. Coach O. <laughs> oh, man. Right. He yeah. looks like a throwback from another era, man. He looks like he'd be hanging out, smoking a cigar and drinking with Wahoo and Crusher and Bruiser and just arm wrestling and whipping people's asses. It's funny that when you say Wahoo, because I, I picture him drinking with Wahoo with a cigar in his mouth. J they're both of them just drinking straight whiskey. So he's from La Rose, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's not far from New Orleans at all. But it's in Homa, right? La Rose? No, La Rose is in La Rose. It says right here it's part of the Homa metropolitan statistical area well i see I, I never know how they do this in in these city these small cities and towns i i guess i wouldn't consider it that though i consider la rose right, as well, part of la rose okay well anyway um there you go he's a if, if even if you don't like football go check this guy out because man he 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 has wrestling on his breath if you know what i mean Bro, I I put this on Twitter. Or I didn't put it on there. Somebody put it on Twitter. Uh, can you imagine Coach O being the voice of Siri? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Somebody somebody tweeted that during the season, and I was like, I don't know. I can't believe you know, I'm not an iPhone user, but that it would just, fit. It always looks like he appears to be in pain. 
but he doesn't. I mean, like it sounds like he, it sounds like it sounds like it would be painful, but he doesn't appear to be in pain. That's what I meant. The first time, my wife—I don't know if she's really started to pay attention to it until probably this year. I, I know, I know her. She hasn't. Well, she heard I had it turned up after the. That's what it was. The Alabama game this year. She was actually in the living room watching it with me, and she rarely does that. She was like, like, she was like, Mike, what is his problem? She no. Well, after the game, when you know they interviewed him, she was like, "What the hell is is that? Is that his voice? No, he's using a ventriloquist. Uh, yeah, that's his voice." She kind of got a kick out of it. Cocho, he's okay. a wrestler, though, man. He is a wrestler. He, he's he's got wrestling written all over him. All so over anyway, him. Speaking of wrestling, this is the dark day that we've all feared for quite some time, isn't it, Michael? This is the dark day. What the? F- Why is Harper calling me? Oh no! Did he get lost on the way to Wildcat? Let's see. Hold on. Oh boy, this ha- ought to be great. Harper, you there? Hey. Yeah. What's up? What's up, man? Y'all ready? It's- well, did you realize <laughs> that if you if you were going to go get your license at ten, you could still record and then go? Well, they said, uh, "Don't worry about it. I-, I-, I can get it." At the next show, so. But what about the voiceovers? That's for ten. Okay, so you're you're in you're on board now. Yeah. The, how, well, we we wanted to hear from you. How's the shoot job going? Fucking fuck this shoot job shit. No kidding. That's what Mike and I've been trying to tell you for several years. Uh, also, uh, do you have <laughs> any familial ties with Coach O? What you mean? Like, do are I know him some, person? Are you somehow related to Coach O? No. Okay. Why? I don't know, man. Y'all both seem like cartoon characters. I thought maybe y'all were related. No. Kind of like all black people know each other. He's a, he's a coon ass. Uh, okay. He is the definition of a coon ass. Yeah. Well, Harper, we do, need your, we do need your opinion on something. We have uh, just begun talking about the fact that the darkness has settled over the promotion due to the fact that uh, Tully and Double A are no longer with us. Yeah, as soon as they said that, that they won the titles in Philadelphia, I'm like, okay, fuck. Okay, fuck. That is so true. So hold on. Let me, let, me, let me get this video version going right now. Okay, do it. Well, here man. we are. This there is Saturday is. night, September 17th, 1988. Wait, is that Brian Bosworth? Come That's on. Sting. Oh. <laughs> um, Harper's trying to be funny here. So we're talking Saturday night from September 17th, 1988. The show starts and it opens with Sting versus Wyndham from the Clash of the Champions and Clash of Champions 3. That's on our Patreon feed. And John Ayers stopping the pin by Wyndham and Sting winning by DQ. So we get a replay of all of that. We've talked about that at nauseam at this point. And then we head to the studio with Tony, JR, and David Crockett. Tony unfortunately breaks the news that we have new NWA World Tag Team Champions because the Midnight defeated Arn and Tully. And I'm sad because that means Arn and Tully are now gone. JR then mentions Brian Bosworth's book and Sting's Sting being mentioned in it. And then JR cuts a promo on Bosworth and tells Boz to leave the wrestling to the wrestlers. Harper, Look at this guy. Who? Looks like fucking Dale Earnhardt, doesn't he? He looks... 
I, I got a note on this, but I'm deciding if I want to drop. Yeah, here's where I want to drop it. Look hey, at him. You know what? Hey, Hopper. Hey, Hopper. What guy? Will y'all say what the fuck y'all are talking about? Because not everybody player, gets the fucking video version. John Thank Ayers. you. He looks like Dale Earnhardt. You're here. You're here to do play by play and let us be us. Okay. Yeah. The Patriots know who I'm talking about, and that's the only ones I care about. That's right. <laughs> so. The rest That's of y'all can kiss my ass. Bunch of freeloading son. Yeah, freeloading son. shitheads. Some of the bitches. <laughs> y'all, y'all are the kind of people that like they're like, I'm not buying my fucking music. I'm just getting on Spotify. They're the people who steal the salt and pepper shakers off a restaurant table. <laughs> Come on, I used to do that. Yeah, well, there ketchup, hot sauce, all that fucking shit. Remember the Sopranos where all the old. Polly takes all the old ladies to the musical and they stole everything at that table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, so go back to John Ears in the ring in a minute. I want y'all to visualize what I see. Go back to, go back to John Ears in the ring, you said? Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll let him come in and... Uh, what the okay, hell? So, Jesus That's not me Christ. doing that. That's not do me anything. doing that. You can't That's do anything that. right. That's not me doing that. Okay, so we're about to get him. Tommy Young's about to get pulled out of the ring because we can't have a three count. There he goes. This motherfucker looks like a square-assed Yosemite Sam, if you look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he looks like Yosemite Sam. He does, huh? You rascally rabbit. Dude, this guy has the personality of cardboard. Look at yeah. JJ just dancing around, and he's just standing there. He's stiff, too. He just he is super stiff. That back doesn't bend. How yeah. does he get down in a three-point stance? What a clown. Yeah. He died, though, so that's good. That go fuck. Grow up! Yeah. Just say it, man. All right, Harper, thoughts on JR talking about Bosworth? It's, well, I guess they did it because it's... It adds uh, some uh, some publicity to him. I guess. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Jr. was getting him over is what it is. Helping a buddy from Oklahoma. I mean, fuck! We, remember how big Brian Bosworth was back then? And then I yeah. remember how fast he got ran over by Bo Jackson. Dude, I remember watching that game live as a Me kid. Too. Like, holy shit! That that fucking play, that one play where Bo Jackson ran him over, made the Ku Klux Klan shit their britches. Look <laughs> 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 at that suit. What the fuck's with that suit? Fucking Jim that Ross shit, is wearing. That shit looks like the cover of a couch back. In For real, that looks like my mom's sofa. Right. <laughs> All I right. Mean, fucking uh. Uh, Tony Schiavone and, and and fucking Crockett look all professional, and there's fucking Jim Ross wearing a, a fucking camel brown suit. Maybe he's gonna go bang some ass after the show. I mean, if you listen to Jr. tell it, when he was living in Atlanta before he got married, whew, he was living a dream when it came he to was, the rats, brother. He, he was sassafrassing on some bitches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said, man, that southern drawl and that hair part to the side like that. I mean, ring it, ding, ding. That's it. Yeah, it was on. He's balls deep, and she's going. Do you think you could introduce me to the nature boy? <laughs> What's Sting's <laughs> real name? 
Sting. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> he can put that stinger in me. Come on. Come on. All right. Dude. Let's go to the first match. We got the Fantastics. They defeat Mike Jackson and Eddie Sweat. Any thoughts on this one, Doc? Not a single, not a single thought. But watch this fucking fat chick. She look. She's she's got the sign and everything. They're like, yeah, okay, here. That's that bitch with the. That's that bitch with the protruded pussy. Like what? What's that mean? It's all hey, just to let y'all know, the, the the network is acting all kind of funky with me when I I'm trying to be on those controls. So man, look at that broad's pants. <laughs> look at that tent. Holy shit. That is a tent. <laughs> yeah, she's gotta be, bruh, well, the, yeah, she's got to be like four foot. I mean, she's got to be short as fuck. The thing I always think about is how smelly it must be under there because it can't wash it right. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think God got you. God should punish people like that and fucking make them bathe with those little bitty fucking hotel soaps. <laughs> oh, come on. I told you, motherfuckers, that we were going to be filthy in 2020, this and I'm is, in it. This show is off to a horrible start. <laughs> this That's is so up. terrible. Hey, I, Harper and I are, are dealing cards straight to the patrons who request this kind of filth. If you're, gonna go, if you're just passing by and you want to go leave here, I don't even know what they're talking about. Zero star review. Eat a dick, but we're playing to the we're playing to the paying crowd. <laughs> Harper, nice. Harper, are you still are you still dating that same girl? Which uh, which one? I don't know. It's been a while since we talked. How many you got? Um, I don't know. Uh oh. No. She found out that it was all a work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She got mad. And you're like I. You, you're the one that thought it was a work. Nah. I got someone else now. Oh, no. Yeah. You don't wait long, bro. I mean, shit. Hey, man. I got shit to do, bro. You know what it's like to date a fucking yoga instructor? I do. You're dating DDP? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Self high five. Remember that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. I sure deserve it. Come on, let's hear what Rick has to say. All right, let's go to Rick Flair now who's in the studio. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the world heavyweight champion. You know what that means? You're at the top of your profession. The man Rick Flair. Everyone has said that he is the greatest heavyweight champion ever. Dusty Rhodes even says that. To be the man, you have to beat the man. And here's the man, Ric Flair, world heavyweight champion. You know, David Crockett, there are times in my life when even Ric Flair has to look in the mirror and say, Woo, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the first of them all? And for seven years, that mirror has looked back at me and said, why, nature boy, <laughs> it's you. Who else? You are the National Wrestling Alliance World's Heavyweight Woo Wrestling Champion. And big man, 
you have styled and profiled your way from one end of this world to the other. And right here today, Atlanta, Georgia, looking better than ever before, I am telling the American public, I'm telling wrestling fans worldwide, Lex Luger is not the answer. <laughs> the answer is yours truly, the incumbent nature boy, Ric Flair, your world's heavyweight champion, whether you like it or not. We have talked about Luger being the most awesome man alive physically. But the bottom line, Big Lex is to be the man. <laughs> you gotta beat the man, baby. And right now, I am the man. That he is. He's a world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. When we come back, the Russian. All right, Doc, what you got from this? I thought it was fairly standard issue Rick, which means it's probably better than, you know, most of the population. But one of the things that I noticed in this week's is just how it relates to why promos today suck, and they're not even really promos. Are you all right over there, Harper? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that, 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 that microphone of his is getting drug over some broad's head or something right now. That's <laughs> nice. Come on, man. She's a I good girl. He, I think he's trying to shove it up her ass is what it Absolutely. sounds like. She's from Luland. No one gets that but me, Hopper. <laughs> um, it's the little things he does, like the ha-ha. And it's the stuff that, you know, a writer can't put in a script so it doesn't feel real. But he's out there living it, man. And it's just, it's good stuff. And uh, I like it when he goes for seven years. I've been, you know, going all the way back to the beginning is when the, how long the mirror recognizes his greatness. What you got, Hopper? It was a standard issue fucking flare promo, but hey, I'll take it. That's right. Hey, did y'all hear about that? That uh, what's his name? Weeby died. Yeah, Weeby. Yes. Yeah. Is that a big Mike deal? Knew him. Is that a big deal for y'all? Is it Mike? I mean, Mike went to school with him. Really? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, don't listen to nothing. All we're saying. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're from New Orleans, yeah? Probably. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna cried tears tonight, but it's Fifth Ward Weeby. Unfortunately, passed away. Well, well, they didn't say how, huh? I, that's, I don't know. I, that's yeah, that's I, the million dollar question. Was it driving yeah. while black? Oh. Is that real, Mike? <laughs> Is that, that's no, a but I'm, I remember that's a story one time Doc told me that he was driving while white and he got an attitude with the cop and the cop was trying to talk to his son and Doc said, Look, don't fucking talk to my son. You talk to me. You pulled me over, not him. Oh, wow. I did. Then I asked him if he wanted to try to get the mayor on the phone before I could. Wow, that that's, is white. That's, <laughs> that's white. That's, that's white. some white shit. That's some Hellman's mayonnaise right there, pal. I Jesus pulled. Christ. Well, if you, got a big dick, if you got a big dick, there's no reason to keep it in your pants. That's some white claw shit. <laughs> white claw shit. <laughs> I went home and had an IPA. Yeah, yeah. Watch some watch some HGTV. Planned out some home improvement projects. <laughs> when I went to Home Depot to get the materials, I wore sandals and with socks on them. I hate fucking people like that. 
<laughs> the fuck. Oh, people. It's nice. Okay. All right. Um. So next after Ric Flair's promo, which I thought was, you know, standard issue, but it was still good. We get Russian Assassin 1 and 2. They defeat Keith Steinborn and Gary Royal. Uh, Russian Assassin what? 2 is... Why they got to cheat? Well, get used to that, too. The sad part is that's showing how despicable they are. Despicable they are. They're cheating against enhancement talent. Right. Why you got to cheat against that guy? Yeah, yeah. why they got to... Why they got a headbutt the bass player for fucking Leonard Skinner? <laughs> That's nice. That's what so, it looks like. Give me three steps. Give me three. <laughs> <laughs> Move up in ya. No, that's, that's not Leonard Skinner. I, I know. Hey, hey, here's something for you. Boy, this depressed the fuck out of me, too. What? What? Paul Jones is 46 years old there. Holy. <laughs> Damn. I don't think we've everybody, talked about his age. Everybody want to re-up their ages for everybody now? I'm 45, Mike. Jesus, what? I'm 43. And Mike? And I'm, f- and I'm 44. And this dude, this dude is 46. Jesus Christ. He looks like he should be like in his 50s, fucking uh, drinking Schlitz, wearing fucking Brute. <laughs> With a stable of bad bitches while he rolls around in his fucking sedan. Yeah, no, he he drives a, uh, let's see, what the, he drives a Continental. Okay. Yeah. I can go there. I can go there. <laughs> I love that. Now, he drives a Continental. I guarantee you, I had somebody at work the other day tell me that they legitimately thought I was 38 years old, so I look oh, good. Well, that's Mike, good. Mike doesn't look as old as Paul Jones, but he looks like Mike, so that's a problem. Oh. And, we all, and we all know Harper's lighting a Harper candle every night, and that's helping his exfoliation, and he's looking good. Yeah. You don't Harperize that many bitches without looking good, but I was just really depressed. And why is the Russian assassin on the left so sweaty? I think he must be oily, huh? I think it is, because that looks like it has a a, a nice tint to it. Right, He's shining. Yeah, that's Jack Victory. Jack Victory, you know that, right? Yeah, Jack Victory. I know. Yeah. Okay. The Secret Service agent. Yeah. All right. So we I saw him wrestle going. against uh, what's it, uh, Ranger Ross. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Any other Any other thoughts on Paul Jones and Russian Assassin right there? Not really. Well, that guy sounded more Russian than fucking Nikita. That's true. Uh, he did. We didn't play the promo, but he does say a few things in Russian, and he actually sounded halfway decent, unlike Nikita. If you play the Nikita, if you play the Nikita promo later, I'm hanging up, and that's a that's a shoot. Well, it's coming up next after Brad Armstrong and Agent Steel, and Brad defeats Agent Steel, and then uh, is the one thing, wait, wait, one thing. Um, yeah. During the match, we got some condolences from Jr. for Leroy McGurk dying. Yeah. We're, we're wrestling Which, historians here, man. Tulsa, blind. If you don't know the story about Leroy McGurk, Jr. drove him around the territory. Um, I guess you could say kind of took care of him on the road. I don't, I don't know how you want to say it. He babysat took him. Took care of him? What did he say? Help me. I need relief. No, I'm not. Okay. There's plenty of... <laughs> Come on. There's plenty of... God, that made me think about that documentary that Hopper made us watch and do a show on. Yeah, it's what just was kid it? stuff. Kidnapped in plain sight. 
abducted in plain sight. Yeah. yeah. That bullshit. Oh, Bob. Can you oh, give me Bob. some relief? It's just kid stuff. Just crank me off. How fast would stuff. you... Okay, so remember that time we drove on the car to Oklahoma to go see Rascal? Yeah. What if I just pulled over and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, I need some relief. How many seconds would it have taken to you for you to punch me in the throat? I would have knocked you out and drove your car back to Dallas. I may have left you on side of the road. Okay. And, and then told Mrs. Doc what happened. And this, Go get him. And, and, and if I'd have done that, that would have been well within your rights. And then you right. get home, and then your wife's like, why are you back so early, Mike? Doc asked me to jerk him off in my Kia. <laughs> No, we were we were in his <laughs> wife's car. We were in his wife's car, um, which was a very which was a small SUV, and <laughs> but my car was at his house. So yes, that would that's how it would have went down. What a mess! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you when I told There's you when a, Sasha watched that, she was like, "Man, that that shit was just ridiculous." Well, and unless you're going for that kind of lifestyle, you need to keep. If you're a man, you need to keep your hand off of other men's peckers. Yeah, I just agree. Be queer. Yeah, and if you are queer, that's okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, just be I, gay, bro. Jack them, if you're gay, jack them all off. Get as many yeah. as you can. But if you're not, then we need to have a talk about why you have your hand vice gripped around another man's cock. Hopper, what did he? What did he say he did to the guy? So I leaned Oops. over, and. and I, God, what was it? He said, uh, <laughs> I, I pleasured over. him in a form of, uh, I relieved him in a form of masturbation. <laughs> and he said it so femininely. Hey, let's hurry up here so that I can go do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, play, don't play this. All right. Brad Armstrong defeats Agent Steele, and then Nikita comes out, and Nikita responds to Paul Jones and tells jo- Paul Jones to keep his name out of his mouth. How would you and know? We- <laughs> he used sign language. Did he write this down on a poster board? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I can kind of figure it out. But that's it. Okay. That's all that happened. There was nothing much to it. Any thoughts, Doc, besides the fact that you wanted to punch a puppy listening to him? Nothing. I need, I need to go down to the shelter and get all of them, man. Just punching dogs and kicking babies. and. That's nice. It looks like he's going to take his family to fucking Applebee's. And put a, put a fucking kitty cat in the microwave. Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, wait! Hopper said it. Nikita's dressed like he's like he's about to take his family to Applebee's, and that's true. He looks uh, like. Hey, what was that movie? You ever see that movie, uh, Harper? Me, myself, and Irene. Oh my god! He looks like one of the highway patrol <laughs> fuckers in that movie. <laughs> he does. Oh shit! Harper's breaking up now. Harper's breaking up, but he was agreeing. Yeah. Girl. Can you hear me? Oh no! We can wait. Wait. Uh-huh. Say huh? something else. Say something else. Hey. Okay, it's normal. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought whistleblower was back. I thought he got called in to testify for the Senate hearings. I'm the one that shot down that plane over fucking Iran. Dude, we're eight days into 2020, and we've almost been to war. This does not look good for the rest oh, of the year. Hopper, <laughs> do not say that. You you, you are on an open channel. Disavow. 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 Doc and Mike, nothing to do with that. We love freedom and all <laughs> humans. I might have said something about putting a kitty in a microwave a few minutes ago, but that's not the same as shooting down an airliner. Come on. With 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 civilians in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. All right. 
So the next match is Dr. Death. He defeats Curtis Thompson. Hopper, you got anything from that? Oh. Doc, you? Zip zero. All right. This, this, this oh. network is acting ridiculous. Who cares, man? Let's keep going. We don't the only do thing it. I have is uh, he fucking looks like Bob Seger. I, I'm We're having trouble out getting there to the in the distance. Yeah, Hold on. like a rock. <laughs> I'm refreshing this thing. This thing's messing up, man. Hold on. I don't. Do I don't give two shits. Uh, I was 18, didn't have a care. Mm. Working for peanuts, not a dime to spare. Like a rock. God, that song played forever too. You know he did that commercial for free for Chevrolet because he was from uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Who is that? Bob, Bob Seger. Bro, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Uh, Look, I know what Welcome to the Jungle is in Guns N' Roses, okay? Like a okay. rock. I even know who Led Zeppelin is. Oh, well, next you're going to say you take care of your kids. Oh. Next you're going to say, you're right. Sky's blue. <laughs> it's like that time. It's like that time Hopper was talking about one of the worst places he took a dump and he took a dump at that X-rated movie shop. <laughs> and when he's coming out of the X-rated movie shop that he took the dump in. This is on our Patreon feed, by the way. Um, the guy's rolling around <laughs> with a mop bucket around the corner. And Hopper's like, where are you going with that? And the guy goes, use your imagination. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, bro? You got some assholes. It's fucking Mardi Gras day. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go crank one off in the fucking Pete booth. <laughs> the fuck? People are a real problem. Yeah. Human beings are some nasty some of my bitches. So I couldn't do that because I'll fall asleep in that fucking booth. Because, I mean, when you're done cranking off, you, you fucking want to go to sleep. So I had to put a pillow in there or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you'd be stuck to the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here. I might as well go ahead and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking super glue to this shit. Gorilla glue. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Road Warriors. You're cutting a promo after Dr. Death and Curtis Thompson's match. They are animals. They're the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Hawk and animal and animal. Listen, I was talking to Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette says... Since they are the World Tag Team Champions, you men are the next in line. David Crockett with Jim Cornette's gut is a bad case of diarrhea of the mouth. Nobody dictates us what we're next in line for. We dictate our own destiny, and our destiny right now is to be the World Tag Team Champions. We run the powers of pain out. Tully and Iron, they lost the belts. We said. We're the next ones in line for the titles, and that's what we're going to do. No matter when it comes up, we're taking that world belt. And if you don't like it, we don't care. Tell them, Hawk. Hey, it's no secret that I'm a few bricks short of a full load. But I got just enough bricks to know one thing, and that nobody besides us deserves a title shot more than us. We're the L.O.D. We stand at the top, all alone, by ourselves, looking down at everybody else and looking way down and going, hey, it's a big hill to climb and we're on top to stay. Now, we are the motor and the machine. 
We are the brawn, and here's the brain. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will, my sick-headed, demented, and slightly twisted manager, Precious Paul. You know, David, a lot of people got to be wondering what the truth is. So it all comes down to what is truth. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have anything. Not Ellery's not bad here, but um, man, I I loved Animal and Hawk right here. The Animal I and the, I thought they were really good and nothing like they weren't being spot monkeys, but they were believable and solid. They, they got, got black shit and, and stepped away. They got black paint on and black shoulder pads with spikes too. I wonder what that could mean. Mm. 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 Oh, mm. I see what you mean. Yeah, buddy. Hopper, what'd you have from this? I was just, I kept staring at their fucking jeans. The, the, the stone wash, that's what yeah. I was saying. <laughs> it's like they were like, fuck, we gotta do a promo, we won't have our gear. Well, I got my shoulder pads in a car. Alright, let's just throw them on. Dude, look at those jeans, especially animals. Mm. What a I, mess. Oh boy, eighty yeah, wrestling. That's nineteen eighty-eight, right there, man. That <laughs> bugle boy jeans or some mm -hmm. some some fucking shit. Whoa. Mm. Promo was solid though. The promo yeah. was very very good. So, okay, Doc. Any other thoughts before we keep going? No. All right. So. Uh, after that, after the Road Warriors, we get a promo from Ivan Koloff and I'm sorry, we get a match where Ivan Koloff defeats Jerry Price. Doc, did you have anything from Ivan and Jerry Price? No. All right. Hopper, anything from you? No. All right. No, sir. Let me, uh, let me turn up the volume. Ivan is good here. Let me play it. That he is the ring general, general, the man 20 world championships all over the world you've done it you're the man that russia looks for now you have the russian assassins coming after you i appreciate that crockett but i don't come out here for compliments i come out here to relay a message not only all to the people of america but directed at you assassins and especially you paul jones you know we're all accountable for our actions in this world throughout the world, whether they are good or they are bad actions. And I've not always done everything according to the book or always right, but I hold myself accountable for this. And in the past, you see, I am ashamed of some of the things that I have done. But I don't ask for any forgiveness or I don't ask for any help because when Paul Jones came to me and we made an alliance, he asked me not to go out and get the most gentle of us of a team, the most nice, no, just the opposite. He asked me to go out and get the most vicious, the rottenest, the lowest, the most destructive, the most greedy two I could find. Yes, I feel responsible for my actions, bringing them here to America. Yes, I created the situation, and I will take care of the situation. You see, Paul Jones, you are a very selfish man. You don't have to go out and capture the things that you want out of life the way that you do. But you choose to. You are in a free country here. You got to be able to choose between how you get it. You don't have to take it at the suffering of other people. You say, I didn't get the job done. 
No, because you wanted me to go out and break arms. You wanted me to hurt little wrestlers. But you see, that is my style. I am from all country, all country ways. And I cannot change my ways. All habits are hard to be broken. But you see, I don't think I'll ever change my way of wrestling because that is the way I know how. But Paul Jones, you had the choice in pre-America, but you choose to slide in the gutter and come up behind somebody's back and hurt people to gain your advantage. Well, Paul Jones, you tell your assassins, and let this be a warning to you, whether you use that crop that you carry around, or you have the assassins take foreign objects out of their truck and put in their mask to use on the opponent, you will never have enough in here, Paul Jones, to deal with Ivan Koloff. Truly a great man. We'll be back. I hate that for the last two years, Ivan like has basically been underused, but... And this ain't going to lead to much, but that was a solid promo, Doc. What did you have? It was. There's a couple of things. You hear Crockett call him a great man at the end. Mm -hmm. And um, I was thinking about old Russian justice. Was I the only one? Old country way, yes. Yeah. When he was thinking about some Russian, meeting out some Russian justice on some motherfuckers. That was the old way they did it. Uh, man, Nikita is such a lost cause right now. They ought to just team them up. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. Harbor, what did you think about Ivan right there? I thought it was great. It goes to show you that he, if he wasn't, you know, the Russian heel, he could have been a face. I like it. Hey, I got a question. Uh, Are the Midnight's heels or baby faces? They're heels, right? Well. 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 They're kind of in between. Okay. But I want to sh I want y'all to pay attention to something. What they're talking about here is we're going to the next match where Cornette introduces the new NWA World Tag Team Champions and actually current U.S. Tag Champs as well, the men at Express who are going to defeat J.C. Wilde and Bruce Hollis. I wanted to know if either one of you caught what Stan Lane does right here. So I'm going to play it. For our Patreon members, you'll see it. Watch Stan Lane, what he does with the U.S. belt. Dick oh, Dancer. No. That's nice. Did you see what he did, Doc? Come on. Did you see what he did? That's not classy. What did he do, Doc? He swung it like it was his pecker hanging from the ground. He's got the U.S. It. belt, and he's, he's swinging back and forth like it's his cock. Here it comes. He needs to act like he's been there. Before. Look, he's smiling, too. He thinks it's funny. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, <laughs> look at Bobby. Bobby didn't do it. <laughs> All right. So real quick on this thing. Um, Shivani mentions on commentary that this is the first time ever that the U.S. and World Tag titles are held by the same team. Cornette then filibusters on commentary as usual the entire time. Corny claims they will once again uh, be tag team of the year as they were last year. And Cornette says that they where are my notes at that they will make them give up the US tag titles though since they won the NWA world tag titles. So basically they're currently champs of both, but they're gonna have to give up those US belts. So uh JR jokes with Corny about running for election. Corny does mention that Arn and Tully were tough, so they didn't really bury them going out the door. They didn't say anything bad. He just said they were tough and we beat them. But Doc, what did you have from this, if anything? Nothing. All right. Harper, what about you? Nothing really. I mean, look, that's a that's a heel. 
Yeah, well, you know maybe it's because I know what's coming. A certain match that you were at at the downtown yeah. auditorium. I was there. Right. So we're we're a little bit off from that, but that's why I think of them as tweeners during this time because because of what's coming up. It's a little ways off, but still, I mean, it's 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 close. All right. So anyway, spam slam of the week is the next segment. It goes to the Row Warriors, and then they just give that shit to them every week now, don't they? They 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 are. They're basically re- doing the same thing over and over. Hey. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on Stan before I play this promo, Hopper, with his sunglasses on right there? <laughs> Never accept an email from Hormel because it might be spam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get I would have li- liked to have th- thought you were better than that, but I guess wah, we all. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, man, Harper's got the Harper's got the shoot job. He must have gotten him a couple of kids too, and start making dad jokes. Uh, I got a million dad jokes. You heard oh. about that Italian chef that died? He passed away. <laughs> Get it. Doc? You got a kid somewhere. You got a kid somewhere. You're not taken care of, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we gonna get another, or or do I go to? Nah, that's it for now. All right. Let's go to Cornette and the Midnight Express after their match in the studio. As uh, Stan Lane looks like he's still getting top shelf seafood from the treasure chest of rats in the territory. Here it is. When you're hot, you're hot. Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express definitely are. You know something the Four Horsemen always said? The proof is in the pudding. Well, brother, the Midnight Express got about 40 pounds of gold pudding sitting on the desk right here today. Sweet Stan, I know you got to build a new trophy room in your house. <laughs> you know, week after week for the past year and a half, David Crockett, Arn and Tully stood out here on TBS and expounded on the virtues of being a world champion. They talked about limousine rides, the finest hotels, champagne. But in the course of 10 short minutes, they went from white-on-white stretched wheelbase limousines to subcompacts at Dollar Rent-A-Car. They went from Dom Perignon champagne to generic beer at Harris Teeter. And they went from Marriott's and Hyatt's to budget tails and days ends. You know why? Because that's stuff that make champions. Working hard, perseverance, and dedication do, and that's why we're the world champions, and that's why we're the greatest tag team in the world today. Let me tell you something, I always told everybody, I sat down and I told everybody, the Midnight Express are the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling, and nobody ever believed me. Well, like we said, the proof is in the pudding, and we got the proof, and now even you, David, have to admit all along that we are the greatest that there's ever been. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go for the football college scoreboard. Right after this, more action. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Corny right there? Did LSU win that day? Probably. Well, where was that? 88? 88, yeah. yeah. I think they won the SEC championship that year. Okay. That's your only thought, Doc? Why are you asking about LSU? They're going to the college football scoreboard. Okay. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on Corny in the midnight? Uh, I mean, what's wrong with the day he's in? Yeah, I mean, that's a nice quality place to st- put your head down if you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. You're asking the wrong one. Let's keep going, though. Steiner and Rotunda. Uh, Rick Steiner and Mike Rotunda defeat Mike Justice and Terry Jones. Shivani talks about the heat that Steiner has been taking from Sullivan lately. Uh, Sullivan is like the um, he's like the, the redheaded stepchild of this group. And that's, I uh, guess, where I want to leave it. Doc, any thoughts on this match? 
I didn't have any thoughts on this match other than Steiner wrestling in his jacket for the first few seconds. Yeah. Well, we'll keep going then. In the next match, we got Kevin Sullivan mm. versus Ron Simmons in a dog collar match. Uh, Gary Hart is attacked by Ron Simmons as the match starts. Sullivan, Hold on. He isn't a, Gary Hart wasn't attacked until he slapped Ron Simmons. That's taking your life in your own hands, don't you think? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. That is taking your life in your own hands when you think about Mr. Switchblade Gary Hart. So they're they're putting Teddy Long is putting the, the collar on Ron Simmons. Gary Hart is putting the collar on Kevin Sullivan. Gary Hart goes over there and starts some crap with Ron Simmons, and Ron Simmons is like, "Nah, bruh." And you're right, Doc. He slapped him first, and Ron was like, nah, I'm getting on you. And then that's when, you know, since they're connected by a chain, Sullivan decides to start beating up on Ron Simmons. Doc, what did you have from this? Do you trust Kevin Sullivan swinging a chain? No. I don't trust Kevin. I like Kevin Sullivan a lot. I do too, man. I do. He is awesome. But but I don't don't know if I trust him swinging anything at me. Right. How many people have we seen him bust open? Yeah, oh, really. What would you say, Hopper? Didn't this look so wrong? Uh, in Man. 2020 eyes, this looks... What is it? What happens? Tell me. I know why he's saying that. I mean... If I know that's not this a now, that would... God, that um, would be screaming. Sponsors would be forced to drop you. He ain't lying. No. It's a chain, but if the, if, if they... If somebody, this looks bad. But it's... This was well, and because it's Sullivan, it looked real then. Well, yeah, but the problem is nowadays the cancel culture would say, "Oh my gosh, you know they're they're beating Ron Simmons. He's a black man." And yeah, but that, that those people also don't understand they're part of the, the the group that killed wrestling in the first place. So you can't convince them. I'm just saying this was raw in 1988 on a free TV program. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, it definitely was. So And so what is it that we're talking about? Well, we're talking about Kevin Sullivan beating Ron Simmons with a chain almost in a whip-like fashion. And this is worse. And then he hangs him, dude. Yeah. Well, here Look it is. This. God almighty, that looks See, I thought like Al Perez was going to, was going to do like a, a face turn. I no, he's, I he's helping. Nah. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty brutal. It takes Dusty to come out and end up saving Ron. Dusty comes out and chases off Perez and Sullivan and Hart. What a what a visual! Yes, this was this was pretty this was pretty intense, man. Um, all right, any thoughts before we go to the promo from Dusty Rhodes right here? I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was great. Just, I mean, let a heel heal out, man. Yeah. Amen. It just think uh, last week uh, you had Ron Simmons on there telling kids don't do drugs and everything. And this is what happens to him. He gets Kevin Sullivan's the drug. Yeah. No, by right, the so way, let's... LSU beat uh, Tennessee that day. Awesome. Wow. And, yeah. All right, let's go to Dusty Rose now. This is after he saved Ron Simmons from being hung and beat with the chain. Uh, let's see what Dusty's got to say. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. Come here, baby. 
The man, we don't know how long, Jim, that... Let me tell you something. I know why you came out here, Kevin Sullivan. You came for me. Let me tell you something. You don't have to look for me, no father. You don't have to look for me. I'm standing out here right now with Ron Simmons. If you want some of me, strap that around my neck. Around my neck, big man. And see how bad you can get. See how bad you are, Sullivan. Well, I'll tell you what, a volatile situation here with the American Dream, and no doubt that to Dusty Rhodes is, was, is the object of this dog collar showdown. And fans, we're going to get out of this segment. Dusty's going to take Ron back to the locker room. We'll be back right after this timeout. All right, Doc, what do you have from this? Man, if they'll stick with this, that has legs. It, Dusty needs something, and I could do it. Let's do this. If they stick with this. <laughs> well, that's a that's been a theme throughout the year, right? Uh, something like that. Hopper, you got anything from it? No. All right. After that, Jim Crockett Jr. is going to come out. Uh, he's got something to say about the chain that Sullivan and Simmons were just attached by in this dog collar match that was supposed to happen but went, went astray. Let's see what Jim Crockett Jr. has to say. Of course, a very volatile situation right here on the Super Station with a dog collar match. We saw Kevin Sullivan, the start, have trouble putting that on his neck. Well, not only putting it on, I, I went back and looked at that dog collar, and it's something a little fishy. I'm, you know, the next time we have a dog collar match, it'll be padlocked, and there won't be any hanky-panky. We'll have a dog collar, and nobody's going to slip out of it. Okay, hey, Mr. Jim Crockett, the president of Jim Crockett. This is a personal issue, and he's out here giving edicts of what's going to happen. Padlock. Well, that's a padlock that will end your career, Rhodes. They put a padlock on that, just hand us another weapon. Jimmy Crockett, Crockett Promotions, isn't going to save you, brother. Mega Force is on its way, and your days are numbered. You no know, getting away now, fans. It'll be padlocked from here on out. That dog collar. Let's go back to the ring. Doc, thoughts on Jim Crockett Jr. and Gary Hart? Well, that's a, that's a different side of Gary Hart that we've seen since he's been here. And he's starting to show that diabolical nature that we all love so much. Megaforce. Whatever that means. I don't know. That sounds like a, like, a, like a cartoon that I used to run home to watch after fucking school. Right after you rode your night ride a big wheel, right? Yeah, mega force. See it five five days a week. <laughs> All right. Hopper, you got any other thoughts besides that? He's pissed. I love her. I like when he said, give us another weapon. All right. Yeah. Well, we know Gary Hart loves his weapons, including switchblades. Come on. All right. Uh, we'll keep going. Barry Windham defeats Randy Mulkey. Doc, thoughts? First time we've seen Moki in a while, he doesn't have the bleach tear, but he's still taking sick-ass bumps. Yes, he is. Hopper, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, he fucking flies around, huh? Dude, he don't When care. he throws them on the floor? Yeah, he's just fucked ass. The, the Malkies, man, you say what you want about them. They, yeah, but one, one of they them take was... some serious bumps. Well, this is the one that didn't go to the Hooskow for some improprieties correct there it is when he's just, just, just i gotta listen to that listen to this barry windham as he throws out throws mulkey out of the ring windham and sting you know and jim i, I think right now 
James oh, K. Dillon wow. has been so oh, successful God. as a manager, Randy Mulkey may have hurt his lower back for the rest of his He doesn't grab the ropes or nothing. He just flings his body through and flips and... That dude's a brave soul, Hopper. Yeah, fuck that. Here comes That's another one. Splat. Oh! He didn't even lay him down. He just fucking, boom. Yeah. I just slammed him. Uh, what were you about to say, Hopper? That's not the one that was accused of whatever, huh? Diddling a kid. Yeah, with the with the underage girl. Doc? Um, I would assume not, since there's only one, and the other one would have probably been... I don't know. I'm I, yeah. I, I'm not commenting. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is one of them supposedly did, and we all know that we have a stance against that on uh, in the BTT world. Uh, even filthy barbarians have rules, and so uh, yeah, we're against it. If you're somebody out there who touches kids, we fuck can get our you. hey. We can get adult pussy. We don't need to mess around with you know. You know what I'm saying. Of course. Okay. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to the last promo of the... <laughs> Just because we could get adult pussy doesn't mean we do. We're too busy taking naps and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After Barry Windham defeats Randy Mulkey, let's go to J.J. Dillon and Barry Windham for uh, the closing... Is it the close? I think it's the... Well, tech... it's the last promo no. we're going to play. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. The United States Heavyweight Championship belt. The man that hold it, talking about Barry Wyndham and what a tough man he is. J.J. Dillon, what about your situation, though? The loss of the World Tag Team title. Well, life has to go on. I first would like to say that uh, Barry Wyndham, again, another very impressive victory here defending the United States heavyweight title. It's uh, taken a new level of prestige since Mr. Wyndham has garnished the title. I'm besieged with phone calls from promoters all over the country. Just this week, I spoke with Don Owens out in Portland, Oregon. Of course, Don Owens is the dean of wrestling promoters, not only on the West Coast, but all across this country. His name is synonymous with the best of professional wrestling because it has the banner of NWA above the door. And I know he's very proud of the fact that this Tuesday night nature boy, Ric Flair, will be coming to Portland, Oregon, will be defending the world's heavyweight title. And of course, he would like to have Mr. Wyndham come out there, defend the U.S. title, and we're negotiating on a date somewhere in the near future. <clears throat> but of course, last Saturday, Philadelphia was a very interesting day for me. And I know Mr. Cornette is out here gloating, but Mr. Cornette, I want to remind you that I still handle the affairs of the World Heavyweight Champion and the United States Heavyweight Champion, which is a feat in and of itself. And the only thing that you proved in Philadelphia last week was that on that given night, you managed the better team. But you see, Mr. Cornette, just as I've had to do all along, now you must face the test of time because now the Fantastics and the Sheep Herders and the Superpowers, Dusty Rose, Nikita Koloff, or whatever the combination has to be, the Road Warriors are going to be breathing down your neck and you've got to face that test of time. Then we'll see how really good the Midnight Express are. But what you did do was caused me considerable embarrassment in Philadelphia, Mr. Cornett. Believe me, the four horsemen will always be here. So you can expect some exciting news in the weeks to come 
You haven't eliminated the four horsemen by any stretch of the imagination. You did cause me some embarrassment, and before I come back to Philadelphia and face those fans, I will have to redeem myself. And Mr. Cornette, it could very well be at your expense. Now, Mr. Wyndham, I don't know if Sting's been sitting back watching all this or not. I'm sure he has with considerable interest. Football player buddy with him. You know, I'll tell you what, Sting, you're the only man around here that has to carry around a bodyguard with you. You seem to think that if you carry around an ex-pro football player, that your troubles are going to be over. Let me tell you what, there's a lot of ex-football players out there. Lex Luger's one, he can't seem to get the job done. They're all over the place. Ex-football players are a dime a dozen. John Ayers, if you think you're going to step into the ring and have a hand in me losing the United States Heavyweight Championship, you better think again, pal, because it's not going to happen. I will handle you at a later date. But Sting, as I said before, John Ayers isn't going to get it done for you, pal. It's amazing to me how you can maintain any kind of fan backing having somebody like that in your corner. An ex-washed-up football player. Let me tell you what, pal. This is what it's all about. And if you can't do it by yourself, it's not going to get done. All right, they talk about the Stinger. He's coming up next. We're going to see him in action and talk to him, too. Doc, thoughts on J.J. Dillon and Barry Windham right there? How good was Barry Windham right there? He was great. Man, that was awesome. John Ayers ain't going to get it done for you, pal. Why do you need a bodyguard? Yeah, that was phenomenal. I also still like um, JJ talking about Don Owen and trying to get over. I mean, we're trying everything we can here to get this NWA back up and running. But I thought Wyndham was phenomenal. Wyndham said ex-football players ain't shit. They're a dime a dozen. They're a dime a dozen. And he's true. We just saw one of them get beat up by Kevin Sullivan. Wow, I didn't even think about that. And we had Lex Luger's one, and he ain't a champ either. Yeah. Well, yeah. This was good, though. That was good. Uh, JJ also reminds us that the uh, he claims the four horsemen haven't been eliminated yet, even though well, shut even up. though we've lost two of them. So just leave it at that. All right. Next match, Sting defeats Max MacGyver, and then Sting has a closing promo that's like fifty seconds long at the end of the show. I don't have anything yeah. from it. Uh, Doc, to you. They wrapped his ass up and just said. They played the Academy Awards music on him. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, boy. They sure did. Uh, I just sent y'all something. That was a tweet we got to the show just now. But anyway, but as y'all read that, uh, let's do this. we got to rate this thing. We also need to give out a Rolex. Uh, before we do so, I want to remind everyone to consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You'll get access to the most recent Clash of the Champions if you become a patron, along with 200-plus other Patreon-exclusive episodes, along with the video versions of these that we post as well. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support this show, along with getting tons of extra wrestling and non-wrestling content. Okay, so did y'all see that uh, text I uh, sent y'all? Yeah. yeah. That's let's awesome. White Claw's gonna fucking sponsor me. Let's get some so, let's let's get some endorsements in here, man. Ad so Sex, Sexton Hardcastle the third is his name on Twitter, by the way. Um that that is a uh, uh he's been a listener for a for a very long time. 
Uh, he mostly used to just comment on the Smoky Mountain shows, if I'm getting, if I'm remembering this right. But uh, he is uh, at the Sleazy Lawyer on Twitter. At the Sleazy Lawyer, he says, as the if you remember last week that Dusty made fun of uh, of the, the fat, fat lady Hopper. Yeah. And um, so as a legal representation of the lady leaning against the wall, I can assure you that Dusty is a jealous man that has feelings of inadequacy as compared to one hard body Hopper. Also, I'd like to announce that hard body may have a white claw endorsement in the future. Hopper, if you can get us sponsored by white claw, that would be, be big. Best, that would be the best rib on the planet for white claw. How do y'all? How do you get a hundred cows into a barn? Oh shit! You put a bingo sign in front of it. <laughs> Grow up. Okay. <laughs> Doctor, it's shit like that that's gonna cost us the white claw endorsement. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna have to use uh, Schlitz. We're gonna. You're gonna queer the deal, if you will. Oh. Wow. All right, we got to do Rolexes and whatnot. So, uh, Doc, I tell you first. Uh, this, th- you go first. So, who are you giving your Rolex to? Um, my Rolex, even though this is a little bit out of order of how we normally do things, but hey, you know, it's New Year, new us. Um, we call it in a ring, pal. That's right. We're not following a script here, <sighs> man. I gotta say, I don't care what year it is. You start hanging a black man from the rope. I'm going to give you some Rolex. Not because I like that concept, but it's just balls. I appreciate the ballsiness of it. I want to be clear there. I don't want to I don't want to make anybody think that I'm being racially insensitive and I don't want to get canceled. But uh give me Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, if you think about it, it's usually we see a Russian hanging a white dude from the from the ropes, right? Yeah. This was Ron Simmons a, being hung by a white dude. A black man. A black man. A successful black man. Getting told his place. Yeah. Was being hung. That's messed up. I'm going to give my Rolex to Barry. I thought he was spectacular. I'm I thought it to Barry I thought about it. Yeah, Barry's going to get it from get mine. Hopper, who are you giving your Rolex to? I'm giving mine to uh, Uncle Ivan. Mm. That's a good candidate, too. He cut a really, really yeah. good promo. All right, that we means pour, we... we should probably pour out a white claw for Tully and Arn. Yeah. No, I'm not pouring out a white claw. That's some cheap shit. I'll pour out a, a drop of Hennessy though for him. A drop. Hey. A drop. A drop. A drop. Cheap fuck. <laughs> cheap bastard. <laughs> well, you want me to pour out a shot? I mean, you know how expensive that shit is per bottle. I drink the good one. I drink the VSOP. I drink the uh, the pr- the VSOP, not just the VS. So so I, I they'll get a shot of mine. I'm not pouring out a whole bottle of Hennessy, bro. Damn, yeah, fuck that. What? Yeah, I wouldn't pour out a whole bottle of a whole bottle. No, I just, right. you, know, you, sp- you splash the ground, you know, for remembrance sake. Oh, you know all about that. All your homies got popped, right, Doc? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I know you were in your in your younger days. You were in Oak Cliff, but uh, I I, did, I poured out I poured out some uh. Miller Genuine Draft when uh, UNLV beat Duke in the Final Four. UNL, Miller Genuine Draft. You know that they, they fucking brought that back. Oh, no. Yes. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I see it every day. That's not a good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, when Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner and White Grant Hill got beat by all those thugs, I had to pour out some uh, Miller Genuine Draft to soothe my worried brow. They beat the piss out of them that year, and then the next year Duke came back and beat them when they were undefeated in the Final Four. I, I was there. Okay, so we need to give out the um, rating. Um I'm going to give this one an a, a. I thought this A minus. I'm going to give this one an A minus. No Arn and Tully, and that's kind of sad, but I yeah, thought, no, hey, uh, let's be real. Less than an hour. Yeah. Gives it a bump up. Yes. So less than an hour. We got some good stuff from Barry right there. Uh, Rick was fine. Uh, Corny had a nice little promo with the Midnight. I mean, Ivan was dog, really good. The Road Warriors. We had a dog collar match. Yeah, right. A minus. A minus. Doc, what are you giving it? Man, I fluctuated between an A and an A minus, and I settled on an A minus. Okay, Hopper, you? I give it an A. Fifty-eight minutes. That's right. Well, I don't think these people realize. Whenever we get one of these fifty-eight minuters or less than an hour, bro, you you already starting at above average. I mean, that's like leaving work early. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't even know, Harper. This dickweed has me doing four Smoky Mountains in the morning. Oh, oh, fuck on. that. We are doing back to back to back to back in a less than 12 hours. I watched four episodes of Smoky Mountain and this this week. Get I'm out. Gonna pull, I'm going to pull, pull, pull a rib on him. We're only going to do two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see how we're feeling, Doc. All right, Doc, anything else um, that you want to talk about tonight before we uh, get some plugs out and other things and close things out no no man we've talked about having a, a, a slimmer show in 2020 so let's let's start getting us home over any news on wildcat or nothing's been announced yet you gotta wait dick that's what i thought all right just double checking all right before we get out of here a couple of things i want to mention the wrestling podcast about nothing with roh's brian Mano- malone blah, i can't even get it out roh's brian malone yeah. mike crockett they do their show every single monday check them out just search WPAN or Wrestling Podcast About Nothing wherever you get your podcast from. Classic and current stuff they're doing these days. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. All right, Hopper doesn't have any plugs for Wildcat. I don't no. have anything else, I don't think. I was trying to remember. What? I mean, don't you got to get out the, the shout-out to all the... Uh... The patrons and all that. I did that when you had hung up with us oh. and then came back. Doc and I bullshitted for a little while and we, we kind of did that. So. I bet Armando's happy with the 49ers kicking ass. Well, you know, we're recording this before the divisional playoff round. So we'll oh, yeah. see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Football, yeah. never heard of it. NFL football, I don't even know what that is. Uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. All right, everybody. Uh, we've taken up enough of your time. Hopefully you'll enjoy this episode as you always do. Doc, you got anything? Are you ready to go? Man, let's go. You know I'm blown up. <laughs> you always are. All right, Hopper. Do us all a favor. Hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to give the patrons out there a special shout out. Thank you to all the patrons out there who make this show possible twice per week, each and every week, along with the patron content we that we post uh, uh, as much as we can for you all. So thank you very much for being patrons. We appreciate it. It's It means the world to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I always do at the end of the show. And um, here's another time. Thank you very much for your support. Also, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons out there. Isaac Pendley at Hey, it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one. Kangol Fett. Lee Russell. MDQ for life. George Davis. Kevin Carter. Michael Angel. Bob Richards. Rocky Suazo. Christopher Champer. Will Harkey. Robbie Dyson. Rick Beebe. Brad Dunyfin. Tom Schlegel. Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase. Steve Malbasa. Kenny Byersdorf. Glenn Abbott, who's at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter. Bobby Murray. Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. My boy Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Everybody on the Facebook group loves when I say that, I guess. Uh, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, S.V. Padgham, Bill Sasa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And remember, to become a patron, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. We've got over 200 patron-exclusive shows up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We've got the world-class shows, Mike Pru and JV do an ECW show every two weeks. The world-class shows are every two weeks. we got the Clash of the Champions. We've done three of them to date. We've done two Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views to date. So there you have it. Tons of additional content. Along with our pre-shows, a lot of times we didn't do it. We, we, we don't do it every... I don't say we didn't do it this week, but we don't do a pre-show every single week. But oftentimes, Doc, Harper, or any combination of us, will do a pre-show before cutting the main show. So there you have it. We like to do those, and we do the pre-shows. And those are also available only for Patreon members. So please consider joining. If nothing else, think about it like this. For four straight years now... Going on close to five, we've kicked out at least one show a week. And for the majority of that time, for about three and a half years now, we've kicked out two free shows per week. So when you become a patron, it helps support all the content that we've pushed out. So thank you very much if you're a patron. Uh, if not, thanks for considering. We appreciate that too. Uh, I think that's it. It's uh, about time to get out of here. So for myself, Hardbody Hopper and Doc Turner, who's not here, you know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>